All right. Welcome to episode seven of the Breaking Balls podcast. Episode old number seven, Clint Boyer. And then, boy, oh boy, do we have a special one for you. We're going to break down the playoffs, go through all 16 drivers, and give you what we think their chances of winning are. We've got some hot takes. We've got some things you would expect. And, you know, Bob and I are actually just going to switch Zoom windows today, just for owner's points. All right, welcome to Breaking Balls episode number seven. It's the playoff preview. You heard my co-host Adam O'Shea give a spirited Dolly Parton-led intro there. And oh, Adam, it's going to be a fun couple of weeks here. Ten races, 16 drivers. I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? 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 I mean... It's the most wonderful time of the year to be a NASCAR fan. Uh, the chase is on. We've got our 16 drivers. I'm really excited to break it all down with you, Bob. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's been one of the best seasons in NASCAR's uh, last couple decades, to be quite honest. You had 16 different winners across 26 races. You know, Chase Elliott obviously coming in as the regular season champion is probably the favorite. I know out in the desert he is, but... You know, Adam, it's wide open. I mean, you could make a case for probably eight or nine guys that could really win this year. I, I mean, you could put a, a name and a hat, come out with it, and I could make an argument for one of those guys. 100%. And I think that shows where the, you know, when you take a look at the standings and look at how tight this point race is. Like you said, Chase Elliott, congratulations, winning the regular season championship. That's not going to give him very much of an advantage. He only has 2,040 points. Joey Logano second, only 15 points behind him with 2,025. I mean, and after that, it just gets tighter. I mean, you see one point separating Ross Chastain and Kyle Larson with 2020 and 2019. I mean, this really is anybody's ball game. And I, I love this, going into it wide open and ha- not having any idea. Just no options are limitless, and we'll talk about them here tonight. And NASCAR is getting what they want with this playoff format, the next-gen car. It's a perfect blend, a perfect storm of just uh, must-see TV because all these tracks that are coming up, for the most part, they've been to outside of maybe one or two. Uh, you know, so these teams have some data now on some of these tracks. But you know, that being said, I mean, <laughs> it's we're we're gonna try and break it down here for the next couple minutes, Adam. But I mean, you know, our our analysis is great and professional as it might be. You know, you could really just throw it out the window once these guys get on track because once Ross Chastain's behind the wheel, you don't know what the hell's gonna happen. Yeah, I. Uh... When, when I say that this is truly a pick em as far as uh, as far as gamers go, I mean, you can really throw a dart at the dartboard and, and just see where it lands. But, you know, I think I think there is a little bit of structure. I think, you know, we there are some guys that as you take a look at this, um, I take a look at the playoff preview, that is, you you have a feeling that of how it could shake out. But this year has been so crazy that you don't even want to say definitively that that's probably how it will. And. I like I keep saying it. I'm grinning from ear to ear. I am just so excited to watch these guys go out on the track and let's sort this out, man. I just think we've got we've got a recipe for ab- absolute chaos, and that's just exciting. We'll stop harping on the unpredictability, but I just want to say it one more time. You know, ten weeks from now, we're going to be crowning a champion in Phoenix. 
10 weeks ago, Adam, Kevin Harvick was nowhere to be found in the playoffs. I mean, Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney were all in Austin. Dylan had no shot. I mean, a lot can change in 10 weeks, my friends. So that's why I'm really excited to see what this next-gen car brings in the finale here. Yeah, me too. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, I guess we're going to start, obviously, in the round of 16. Uh, so the three tracks that we're going to head to there. Uh, so obviously, we're going to Darlington this week, uh, followed by Kansas the next week. And then, uh, you know, in spite of what Chase Elliott said a couple weeks ago, we will finally be at Bristol in two weeks. So, they've, uh, yes, they've reformatted this playoff system from last year where Bristol was a little bit deeper in in there, but Bristol being the cutoff race once again, that's going to be must-see TV. Uh, Adam, three tracks that um, you know they've been around for a while here. Bristol is the first time they're going to hit it without the dirt, so you know, kind of an unknown factor, if you will, a little bit there. Always going to be some beating and banging, but you also get two roval, well, not oval tracks, but uh, you know, Darlington's its own beast of itself this weekend. Yeah, 100%. Uh, looking at some of the previous winners from these tracks really quickly. Um, Darlington, obviously, we had Joey Logano, who did William Byron a little dirty, if you will remember, earlier in the year. Byron um, still owes him one. I just want to be clear. There's a lot of guys that owe each other one. Byron owes Logano one. Yeah, I, 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 I... You may not like this one, but I don't think he owes him one. I don't think I do he owes tell. Him. Do tell. I would like I an explanation. I don't think he owes him one. I think that's what, – what do you expect in that situation? It's the same thing that we talked about last week with Kyle Larson – or two weeks ago now with Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. What do you expect him to do there? If you're – you know you have Joey Ogano. Joey Ogano doesn't have a single problem moving. He would move his own daughter for, for that spot. And everybody knows <laughs> him. So yeah. if you're William – if you're Will Byron – you got to do something to defend yourself there. I mean, that's that's my thing. Byron has to stand up for himself. Byron has to show that he's not pushover. And, you know, especially in these playoffs where the, the intensity level is going to be high. He's got to show that guys like Logano, who are wily veterans and usually don't take shit out there. He's got to show that he's just as good and strong as they are. And, you know, he's got to throw some elbows with them. So. Yeah. And I hear you. But um, that being said, if you want to take a peek at my first four out, I've got. Will Byron, so I think he'll have plenty of time to go ahead and get back at Joey Logano all playoffs, to be honest with you. Uh, Alex Bowman's another guy on my list. I think he's in the first four out. Chase Briscoe, um, in my opinion, just not quite there yet. Um, obviously, won the you know won a race this year and you know is headed in the right direction, but I just don't think this is uh, Chase Briscoe's year. Um, and the same analysis for Austin Dillon. Um, Still one of the more impressive feats of driving I've ever seen in my life last week, but um, I don't think he can catch lightning in a bottle more than that. And I think he's going to be a pretty, pretty early and the easiest of my predictions for the round of 16, to say the least. Hey, people at Life in the Fast Lane don't want to hear that, Adam. All right. It's great got, for uh, ratings. It's great for ratings. All right. They got their win. They're going to get season two. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, this will be awesome to, for them to shoot a TV show, that type of thing. I, I just don't see it going any further than the round of 16. Daytona will 100% be the season finale on that TV show. They're not going to want to show the playoffs because, uh, you know, uh, you said Austin Dillon in your four out. He is one of my four out. I'll go through mine here. Uh, Life in the fast lane and in the round of 16 for Austin. I've got Austin Sindrick as well. Two Austins uh, not making it out there. The Daytona 500 winner, you know, just kind of been coasting off of that this year. Hasn't really shown a lot of great speed outside of super speedways. 
I just don't have any reason to see Austin Cindric making a deep run. I do have one of the Hendrick Chevys in there because I noticed you had both or not. Well, two of the four. I had Alex Bowman in there. He just, you know, for whatever reason, this year, Adam, they haven't been able to put it together. I'm not sure what the 48 steel is. I know Greg Ives, this is his last year he announced on the pit box there. So, you know, hopefully they can send him out on a better note than what I have predicted. But you know, no reason to believe that Alex Bowman is competitive right now. And then I also, it pains me to say it. I don't want to, this was the toughest one for me. My amigo, Daniel Suarez, I have him out. You know, just, it was one of those things. There's so many competitive cars this year. And for these tracks, you know, Suarez, I just don't know that he has the pedigree that can consistently be in that top four, that top 12. So, uh, you know, just one of those things. There's too many, too many cars, not enough seats there for Daniel. You know, um, you said it, so I will. Uh, I'm going to have to defend myself. I do have the 200 cars coming out early in this playoff, and here's my reasoning. I think you know you touched on it. My problems with Bowman and in, in your analysis there. I think there's too many moving parts. You know, crew chief, crew chief's out. There, I, I, I've talked a lot, a lot of shit on Alex Bowman for the past couple of weeks here. I just don't think there's anything left for him. I, 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 it just doesn't look like he's got much coming now. Will Byron is an interesting, um, was an interesting thought for me. And the only reason I think Will Byron is out so early is I think Hendrick pours all of their resources into, into Chase and Kyle. And, and I think not that Byron will get the short end of the straw because he's still driving a Hendrick car. It's still, you know, state-of-the-art race machine. I just think as far as the playoffs go, you're going to see a lot of Hendrick's um, focus shift towards the big boys. And I think Byron kind of gets, gets left in the dust as far as um, attention in the shop, things like that. And I don't know. I just, I don't see Will Byron really, he's just, he's too, he doesn't have it yet. I don't exactly know what it is. And you hear a lot of old sports people talk, Oh, he's got it or that type of thing. But Will Byron is missing something. I don't know exactly what it is, but I just don't think he's got what it takes to make a deep run into the playoffs this year. You know, ever since Logano bumped him out of the lead at Darlington, he's just not really been very competitive for whatever reason. He just he was a really hot favorite at the beginning of the season. People were calling him a dark horse for the championship four. They had a lot of speed. Yeah, you're right. He has kind of feigned over the, the last couple months here. And, you know, rising tides raise all ships, they say, at Hendrick Motorsports, but you can only raise that ship so much, I think. You know, and in my analysis, I actually got to thinking about it, and it's, you know, curious to hear your thoughts. Will Byron's kind of giving me Matt Kenseth vibes. You know, very good guy, um, strong race car driver. You know, obviously wouldn't, can't compare him to Matt Kenseth immediately, but just in that demeanor, the whole, you know, it, Matt Kenseth, if you could accuse him of one thing, he's definitely didn't didn't was not bothered getting pushed around obviously until he absolutely demolished Logano. But, I was gonna say Joey Logano at Martinsville has says otherwise, my friend. <laughs> but but until that point, think think of the knock on the knock on Kenseth his entire career. Oh, he's too nice, you know, drives too passively. And I feel like Will Will Byron is getting that reputation. So it's something to take a peek into as we move forward as to whether or not he's gonna shed that and start paying some guys back. He's getting pushed around. Can't have that. Well, one thing's for sure that uh, that finale for the round of 16 at Bristol. I know we we talked about you know Kansas Kurt Busch won there. He's not going to be there, so you know that's going to be historically a Hendrick or you know Penske has actually had some speed there too in the past. But yeah, you know Kurt Busch not 
and it's crazy. A sneaky, sneaky thing to think about with Kansas. A lot of drivers love that racetrack. So it'll be anxious to see, you know, well, a lot, I know. Adam, there's a casino right outside the, the grandstands. I mean, Hollywood Casino, shout out you. Shout out you. Overland Park, you do you. Overland Park, Kansas, ladies and gentlemen. What a place. But no, I mean, Kansas, yes, a fun track. A lot of the drivers like that. And then obviously the finale for this round at Bristol. I mean, you know, uh, let me tell you, Adam, anyone's listening right now, even if you're not, even if your friends aren't NASCAR fans, you got to get them in front of a TV for the Bristol night race, a playoff elimination race doesn't get any better than that. The stakes are going to be high. The drama is going to be high. There's going to be a lot of hurt feelings. And that's one of the best races of the year for damn sure. I can't wait, my friend. I'm already ready. Let's go. I'm ready for Bristol. I'm like Chase Elliott three weeks ago. I'm ready. The amount of times I have taken a look at flights and tried to make the idea of going to the Bristol night race work for me is criminal, Bob. I, I, I keep wanting to, you know, I want to get out there so badly. And, you know, this would definitely be the year to do it. But uh, we'll see. It's a pipe dream, to say the least. Adam, I mean, this just shows how good the playoffs are because we just spent like five, ten minutes on the round of 16, which is usually an afterthought most most years. So. Uh, let's dig into the round of 12, my friend, a little bit. We've, uh, speaking of snoozers, we've got Texas on the calendar for the round of 12. They pushed that back into the round of 12 this year. And then we amp it up with Talladega, Old Dega. We've got it in the playoffs again. And then the Charlotte Roval as the elimination race, the cutoff race for round 12, the road course. So one more road course this year, Super Speedway, and then a intermediate track this is kind of the mixed bunch of the group adam kind of a wild card really of of the three races like the pack if you will i mean what are your thoughts here yeah something for everybody here um you know i i think i like this setup for the round of 12 um because like you said you get one of every kind of racetrack um you know i would love to see texas and this is obviously a hot take but i would love to see texas get it moved out of the playoffs um, I know it will hot never take. happen. Oh, such a hot take, Adam. Such a hot take. Yeah, I know. Hot take. Um, I uh, There's something, you know, I it's just the bias to this track is so clear, and the fans are seeing right through it at this point. And I don't think NASCAR is realizing the damage that they are doing with their fans by constantly trying to shove this racetrack down our throat. Um, I, you know, they keep basically, you know, we keep saying, oh, you know, we want we want road courses, we want short tracks, that type of thing. And they're like, look, you're going to get Texas and you'll like it. And like, I get it. I get it because it makes I'm them tired money. Of Texas. I'm tired of Texas, <laughs> Grandpa. It's too damn bad. I mean, at some point, I just wish they would stop shoving Texas down our throat. That being said, I think the mixture of the three racetracks is going to create some fun racing. Um, looking at previous winners from this season, obviously Blaney got his, or Blaney won the all-star race at Texas. Yeah, I, I was, well, it tripped me out because I was like, wait a minute, Blaney didn't get a win this year, but obviously at the all-star race and Ross Chastain won at Talladega. One of his, I believe, how many times did Ross win this year? Three times, twice? He, twice, twice. He won the Coda race as well. Yeah, Coda as well. So, yeah, uh, Bob, as far as your first four out, I'll let you go first on this one. Who, who yeah. you got? So round of 12, obviously, this is usually the most unpredictable of the four. Let's go through my four here, Adam. Will Byron, Bill Byron, whatever you want to call him. I didn't have him make it too far 
longer than you did. Just, you know, once it gets to the nitty gritty, I don't think he has the consistent speed, especially at these tracks. Not a great road course racer historically. You know, get caught up in a wreck at Talladega. You're banking on a Texas win or, you know, running really well with the other two or three tracks. Maybe it's not really a great recipe there. Kevin Harvick, great season. But again, just, you know, don't think he has the speed to compete in the you know, later rounds. Chase Briscoe, another Stuart Haas car. You had him out in the first four. I think he's going to go a little bit deeper because he has shown some some potential at times this year. Um, but I don't think he makes it out of the round of 12. And then my shocker, Kyle Busch, who knows where he's driving next year. Who This could be it. You never know. But I don't have him getting out of the round of 12. Just something tells me he's had such an up and down year, Adam. You know, he's he's definitely been a topsy-turvy. It feels like he's spun out every race and somehow come back or wrecked again. And you know, that recipe in the playoffs does not work. So Kyle Busch out in the round of 12. Wow. Taking, uh, taking Kyle Busch out early. The emotional toll really going to start getting to him. I, you know, Bob, I... I, uh, I like it. I thought about it, but I decided to disagree with you, and I will give you my four now. So won't be the first time anyone disagrees, Adam. I know, Bob. Anyway, especially us. So uh, my first four out, uh, one guy that we do agree on, uh, Luis Daniel Suarez. Um, <laughs> if, you're an orig- if you're an original uh, Breaking Balls <laughs> listener, you'll get that one. That's a deep cut. That's a deep, deep cut. But yeah, um, I've been really impressed by Daniel Suarez all year. Talked about it a lot of the podcast. Uh, Just don't, I think this is where it, this is where it ends for him. Um, You know, I think, uh, like I said, just strong showing, excited to see where his future in NASCAR is headed. Just not his year. Uh, Austin Sidrick, the other guy, I definitely agree with you about. Um, I think he makes it a little bit further just because I, I don't know. I like the way that the first track set up for him. I, I think Kansas and Darlington could be kinder to Austin Cindric, but we will see. Um, my first shocker that I think will be out in the round of 12 is Ryan Blaney. Um, obviously, you know, won the all-star race, that type of thing has a, has a win at Texas. So we'll have to keep an eye on that, but I just, Ryan Blaney has consistently tried to consistently tried to drive his way out of these playoffs headed into it. And I just don't see him turning that momentum around quick enough um, from, you know, I think he'll obviously be, do well enough to get out of the round of 16, that type of thing. But I just don't see him being able to turn it around quick enough to go anywhere past 12. And last but not least, my, my last elimination for the round of 12, Ross Chastain. Uh, I think oh. I don't think anybody lets him get past the round of 12. Um, Kyle Bush actually came out. So we're recorded today on Wednesday or is it? It's Wednesday, right? I don't even it know. Is, it is, is Wednesday. Yes. Yes. I don't even keep track of days. So, um, you know, Kyle Bush came out on Wednesday and essentially was like, you know, the whole garage has got, got it out for him. Uh, I don't, I don't really know how, you know, it's, it's coming. Essentially the, the gist of the quote was it's coming to Ross. And I think it comes before the round of 12 and I, I see him wrecking out. I, you know, I just, I see, I see too many opportunities at both Texas at all three racetracks for Ross to get taken out. I mean, Texas we've seen, you know, you've seen Rex Talladega is please don't even, don't even get me started on the wrecks that are possible there. And Charlotte Roval, you're turning left and right, plenty of chances to get on the quarter panel and turn somebody. I think Ross Chastain is going to be on the other side of somebody's bumper and will not make it out of the round of 12. 
I, I do like the way you frame the end of that, where especially the last two tracks, Talladega and, and the Roval, where there's opportunities for guys to race him hard or not give him room. And just, you know, accidents happen at these tracks. You know, this is a big, big unpredictable round here. And a guy like Ross Chastain, who has a lot of karma coming to him, or so they say in the garage. Again, they're all talking until they go through with it here. But, you know, these are adding up here, and somebody's going to give him one, Adam, right? Somebody's going to give him one. You have to think. I mean, if they let him drive, you know, and I think even Ross would say, if they let him drive like an asshole, like he has all year, and, you know, come out of the car with amnesia and just basically be like, well, I didn't see it. I don't know what happened. I, yeah, I suck. Bad at driving. Da, 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 da. doesn't matter. He was winning races. So I am, if they went after the year <laughs> of, as they call it on Door Bubba Queer, the Ross Chastain Don't Give a Fuck Tour, <laughs> and and they don't do anything. Uh, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. So you know you gotta. Sometimes you're the bug. Sometimes you're the windshield. And I think uh, it's Ross Chastain's turn to be the bug. Okay. Well, we're halfway down here, and we've already knocked out some big names here. Listen, the, the thing is here with these playoffs, you're going to see guys that I think we don't expect to get eliminated. There's going to be a couple names I think we're going to be surprised to see, whether it's our predictions or not. I think you're going to see some guys that. You know, people thought were sure ends to make the final eight, the final four, that they're going to be around that cut line in the 12 and 16 range even. So uh, let's transfer it a little bit deeper into the round of eight, my friend. We've got Las Vegas. We're going out west. We're going out and gambling a little Vegas style for the first round uh, of round of eight. And then Homestead back on the calendar this year. Uh, Not the finale anymore, but we're there for the playoffs again. That's good to see. And then Martinsville. Uh, it was a snoozer in the in the spring. We're giving it some redemption. Hopefully, it's as good as last year, where Denny Hamlin and, and Alex Bowman had a a face to face in the the checkered the checkered flag there. Hopefully, it's as good as that. But uh, round of eight, my friend, good round. What do you think? Yeah, um, I love all three of these tracks. To be honest with you, um, I think Vegas obviously. I think Vegas gives you some good racing. Um, Homestead. I mean, talk about a racetrack that moving forward i am just so excited about i think you know they've rebranded this year everything about that racetrack right now i think they're doing they're doing a lot of things right and then martinsville who knows man i mean everybody and their mom was at martinsville last week testing um it'll be i'll be anxious to see you know the different data that they got to see if they can make that a little bit better of a race because it you know they had such problems passing the first time we went there it just you know it seemed like I believe it was Will Byron got out in front and that was really kind of it. There was not a lot, not a ton of passing or anything for the leads. Um, everything was done, you know, all of your spots gauge or loss were off of, on and off of pit road, which is, you know, not great for the sport in my opinion. And, uh, you know, Las Vegas, uh, we had Alex Bowman win early in the year. Bowman kind of backed into one. If I remember correctly, I, for whatever reason, that race is sticking out in my head. But. It was, it was the race. The Toyotas were really, Really, really good. Truex and uh, Denny Hamlin were leading, I believe, or was it Truex Cowbush? It was somebody with Truex. They were really fast on a late caution. Came out and the Hendrick Hendrick put two cars out there really late, beat them on the pits, and it was just it was a weird race. Yeah, that does yeah that does sound about right. Um, yeah, I think uh, as far as my next four out goes, Bob, I think uh, a guy that I've been high on all year, so this did pay me to. Uh, Kind of pain me to make this pick, but I think this is where Chris Bell's uh, season comes to an end. 
or Christopher Bell, as we, or wait, no, wait, that's Christopher Bush, it's a joke. It's a CB, who cares? Anyway. It's Christopher, Christopher here, Christopher there, Christopher there's a Christopher everywhere. Yeah, well, there's a little Chris in all of us, giggity. Um, so, the next guy, um, I may or may not have been the reason I, I am rapping on the internet, uh, Kevin Harvick, I, I just don't see it. Um, I think Harvick's, Harvick's a wily enough veteran to get into the round of eight. Um, I just don't think he's got the car behind him to get anywhere further. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if he can prove me wrong. He has been driving very, very well as of late. Um, was Should have arguably been in first if uh, if the race at Daytona, you know, if, if it were, if we were going by the rule book, there was an argument to be made that Kevin Harvick should have been first coming out of the raid delay, even if his car wouldn't have started. The big hugabaloo about that all week, whatever. Um, my next guy out, uh, Tyler Reddick. Um, and this was a very hard call. Um, I advanced him through because of the Charlotte Roval. I didn't have the, uh, the testicular fortitude, as, the, as we could say correctly, um, to eliminate him with the Roval on the, on the schedule. That just didn't make any sense to me. And um, the last guy, I think, is out for the round of eight. Kyle Busch, like you said, just a lot going on this year. Um, I just don't think I, you know, I, I respected you bumping him out at 12, but I just think he gets a little bit further into the round of eight because he's Kyle Busch. And um, just past that, I think there's too many guys, too many good race cars um, to that will that it, it just becomes too difficult for him. And I just don't, I don't see him moving on past that. What about you, Bob? What do you think? Yeah. So obviously this is the nitty gritty. Uh, this is the last round before the championship race. So uh, this is where everyone bring in their a game. These tracks matter. Uh, I just, the Fords haven't been fast to me this year, Adam, for whatever reason, they showed a little bit more speed the last couple of weeks, but for my first four out or next four out, I guess I should say Joey Logano, you know, the, the Penske cars, he's probably been the top dog of them all, uh, you know, coming in as the two seed, he's been great, but just hasn't really been, you know, leading a lot toward the end i don't think he makes the round of or the, the the round of four the final four as well as ryan blaney same thing you know those guys have been consistent this year and consistent's great but i think at some point they're gonna have to win more i just don't see the penske guys being competitive toward the end of the year when it really matters um ross chastain's time has come adam his time has come it, it, like you said everyone is just out to get him at some point it's gonna catch up with him and you know, he's been so fast all year. I mean, realistically, if it wasn't for his antics and getting into people, he's probably one or two as far as championship favorites. But just, you know, it's just nobody's going to let him win if it gets to that late in the season. So we'll take Ross as my third elimination. All right. Is everyone listening for number four? Because this one's going to piss some people off. It's going to shock some people. But listen, I really genuinely think Chase Elliott is not going to be in the final four this year. The favorite in the desert, he's won four races, statistically pretty darn good at short tracks. But listen, these tracks that he's... Uh, Vegas wasn't great at this year. Homestead, not usually great at. Hasn't had success there. And Martinsville, you know, wasn't great in the spring there. Who's to say what happens at Martinsville? I'm just saying, if it gets down to it, I don't think Chase Elliott is going to be in the final four this year. Maybe a hot take, Adam, but what do you think, man? What do you think? Well, I think uh, we've just about stomped out all hopes of ever going to get a drink at the Dawsonville Pool Hall, but 
Um, you know, <laughs> I had to be honest with you. I, I don't hate it. Um, obviously don't have him eliminated, have him moving on because I, I, I don't know. Do you really think I, I, it just for whatever yeah, reason? No. I, I, that's the I thing, just, Adam. That's the thing. It makes too much sense. And there's just it, for this season has been so unpredictable and chaotic as it is. The guy that's the favorite and odds on favorite and is surefire to make it to the final four. Something just doesn't seem right with me. Yeah, surely the most consistent driver all year. I mean, there was a stretch there where it was one, two, one, two. We thought he was an old boxer with his finishes, man, just throwing chaps and straights the entire time. But um, yeah, I, I I like I like I like where you're headed. I like where your thoughts at, where your head is at, and where you're thinking. Because in the year where, no, you know, in a year where the impossible has happened, the improbable. Oh God, I messed it up. Whatever, improbable, impossible. I just think you're right. Why not? If this, if there were ever a year for Chase Elliott to not make it to the round of four, I believe this is it. In my opinion. I love your Vince Scully voice. Just for the record, that that's one of my few things in life that brings me absolute joy. Um, so thank you for that. All right, rest in peace, Vin. R.I.P. in peace. We miss you. R.I.P. Um, in peace. Pleasant good evening to you, my friend. At Hello, Dodgeland. and a pleasant good evening to you. I guess we'll do the entire championship four preview in Vince Scully's voice to make Bob happy. Now, if you're looking at where <laughs> we're headed, we're going to be at Phoenix. There will be four drivers there, but battling for a championship. Now, if you're going to take a peek at the four drivers that I believe will be in the final, you'll have to look no further than number five, Kyle Larson. I believe Kyle Larson has had a (laughs) hell of a year behind the wheel and will continue through the playoffs and contend for the championship. Next, we're looking at much to Bob's chagrin, Chase Elliott in the nine car. Winner of four races in the regular season and a regular season championship, we're hoping he can continue to drive home and drive quickly through a track he has dominated there in Phoenix, Arizona. Next, we move on to a little bit of an elder statesman of the sport and Joey Logano. Father of two and a lovely driver, he takes his Ford number 22 all the way to Phoenix through the round of 16, 12, and 8 and has a hope of winning a championship. And last but not least, one of the more marketable men in NASCAR, nice PJs, Denny Hamlin. (laughs) Denny Hamlin, another guy who has found success in the Phoenix area, and uh, he hopes to continue it as he drives for a championship. But my opinion is that if you're going to look for a champion this year, it's Denny that delivers. And I believe the 11 will win his first championship in NASCAR history, just like the Dodgers won their first World Series in roughly 40 years in the year 2020. Have a good one, Bob. And now it's your turn to break down the championship. I'm sorry, Bob. I'm back. What happened? I need a minute. I, I need to catch my breath. I need to I need to gather my thoughts. The ghost of Vince Scully just visited the podcast and just Yeah, broke, it's crazy. Didn't even know he's a race history. fan. Didn't even know he's a race fan. That's a crazy part. Wow. Oh my Atlanta. So just to recap that, my friend, for those that were just dying. 
Denny Hamlin wins your championship four? Yeah, so my championship four is Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, and I have Denny Hamlin uh, going to Phoenix and delivering. I, You know, in a year, you know, like I said earlier, in a year where the improbable has happened, the impossible has happened. And I think Denny's got a shot at it. I, I really think that in all of the weirdness that has been this NASCAR season, there's been one constant. And, you know, after his rough start, Denny's been great. And he's just quietly been doing very, very well. I think JGR has a ton of reason to put a good race car behind him. Um, obviously, with Kyle Busch's uh, future being a little bit more uncertain than it has in years past, I think if it gets down, you know, when Bush comes to shove, if you look at the if you look at the playoff picture right now, Denny is the clear number one at JGR. The the question becomes if you look at Chris Bell and Kyle Busch, who's the number two? And in my opinion, it's still Kyle Busch out of respect, but. We'll have to see. I just think if you look, if you're looking at if you're looking at how this is going to shake out, I think Denny's got as good a chance as anybody, and Denny delivers. So here we go. No, I, I, it's not a, it's not out there by any stretch. You know, Denny has been one of the guys that the last decade, twenty years of this sport, you know, has been the Mark Martin level where he's been one of the most dominant drivers. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, but like Dan Marino and all these guys. Never won the big one. Carl Edwards never won the big race. That's been Denny's cloud over his career this whole time. So if he could get that over his shoulder, that would be awesome, especially in a crazy year like this. I mean, hey, like you said, the year with the impossible, the improbable, then whatever you say, uh, you know, it's 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 not out of the question. So um, I think I'm ready. I think I finally come back to Earth after after Vin and visit. So let me give you my championship four before we get into it out in the desert. I've got same as you, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin. Do you have Christopher Bell in there? He has been, if you really look at it over the last three months, the best Toyota. He's outrun Denny Hamlin, by far outrun Kyle Busch, most consistent, and that's going to prove something. He's been pretty good at these uh, intermediate tracks, obviously really good road course racer. It's just, can he survive being the 10 seed in the playoffs? That's the biggest thing. I think he can so he's going to be in the championship four, along with Tyler Reddick, who, you know, just off raw speed this year, doesn't matter what track they're at, road course, super speedway, intermediate track. The guy's just been nails. He's just been pretty darn good. So hard to see him getting eliminated for me. And in the championship four, look, you could make a case for any of these guys. It's really one of these things where, you know, you made some good points about Denny that I kind of thought about changing my answer there, Adam, not going to lie. But you looked at last year, and obviously it's a different car than 2020. But in the spring race, the Toyotas were really dominant. And then in the championship race, the Toyotas were pretty good. But at the end, Hendrick pulled it out because they have that pedigree. And in 2020, and even in 2019, with, or in 2020 and 2021 with Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, you know, the Hendrick cars at Phoenix, for whatever reason, they were dominant. So kind of boring, but Kyle Larson's going to go back to back, I think, this year. He's had a quiet season, um, you know. As far as his standards, you know, winning nine races, I believe, last year, really people thought he was going to come in and dominate this year. He's just been really darn good as far as his dirt career all over the place this year, but just hasn't really been able to be consistent. With Cliff Daniels and that team, they're just professional. They're calm. They've been in that scenario, especially last year going through it. I just, you know, if you give me money, I'm going to put my money on Kyle Larson just because of, you know, his pedigree and just he's done it before. I, I don't see why he wouldn't this time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I thought long and hard in the same way you did about, you know, 
I, I looking at teams and manufacturers and things like that, especially at Phoenix, um, kind of that Chevy versus Toyota balance there. And, you know, this is the one year where, in my opinion, you look strictly at the driver. I think it's too, it's the car is still too new to everybody. Um, so I think you look at the driver and I just, I have a hard time picking against Denny because he has so much experience at the track. Chase Elliott has been nails there. Um, you know, same thing. I think Kyle Larson, you put him behind the, put him behind a wheel of a race car, just about anywhere. He'll, he'll get something out of it. Um, I just, you know, there's something inside of me. I think this weird, this year has been so weird that if it's not this year for Denny, then the question is when, and, you know, I, I, I guess part of me, it's wishful thinking. I just hope the poor guy gets the monkey off his back. I mean, just, just hoping he gets one. <laughs> it would be a great story. It would just be just a great image to see for the sport. You know, this guy that's been there so long, he's had the same sponsor. FedEx has been so loyal for all these years. You don't see that anymore, especially case in point with Kyle Busch and Mars M&Ms right now. Uh, to, so just to see that guy who's, you know, had that, you know, cloud over his career oh well you you know you've won all these daytona 500s these southern 500s you've won the coke 600 danny hamlin's won every, every major race you can every think. crown jewel except the championship yeah. and yeah. so you know to really put you know that that uh, exclamation park exclamation mark on his resume uh you know i it would just be a great sight to see for this sport and for danny just in his career but you know like you said adam if not now when i just He's, he's been there so many times. I don't know, man. Hard to say when. You know, Bob, um, I, I, yeah. As far as the playoffs go, we will have to, we acknowledge that this is probably going to be a crapshoot year, and I am just so excited for it. But that being said, as far as the crapshoot year goes, if you had to pick one driver right now, Bob, who is not playoff eligible, that you think will have the most impact on who ends up winning a championship. Who's the driver that comes to mind? When I ask that question, who's your knee jerk reaction? That's a good question. Um, the first thought is Martin Truex Jr. Just because, you know, competitive car, obviously he's going to be out there, but um, a guy like Eric Jones comes to mind for me where he's been in, you know, contention for some of these races in the top five late especially at these intermediate tracks, these, these circle tracks. And a lot of these playoff races are going to be circle tracks. And uh, they've had speed over at Petty GMS. It's the RCR power, same as Tyler Reddick and, and Austin Dillon. So I would not be shocked if Eric Jones is hanging around in a couple of these races. I like that. The guy that came to my mind when I was thinking about, you know, asking you that question is Bubba Wallace. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see him driving the 45, um, had speed all year and it you know a lot of the tracks that we're going to he didn't run terribly at so just a guy that i think i'm going to keep an eye on as far as uh the you know non non-competitors in the chase goes uh the other person that i want to take a look at really quickly is uh you know probably cody Ware. <sighs> well we had to mention him it's, i know it's the playoff preview but well you know i mean when you're driving around the back like that and everything, you're, you're going to get in the way of the leaders a lot. And it'll be anxious to see who Cody Ware decides to pass <laughs> him, who's going to let by, who's going to race too hard. I mean, got to remember earlier in the year, oh. there was a time where Chase Elliott didn't have anything for Cody Ware, allegedly. Can you imagine 
We're in the round of eight in the finale. Yes. The Nurtechville. And the Nurtech 51. <laughs> goes complete Matt Kenseth on Joey Logano. It just says. She says, not today. Not Logano. It's, I would, uh, would love that. LA. Oh, God, dude. That would be awesome. Can you imagine? They'd have to I would do, love what, that. They'd, they'd take a charter? I don't even know what NASCAR would do. Imagine that Cody Blair taking down Chase Elliott. I don't. I couldn't. I. I would. I would do the. I would start the GoFundMe. <gasps> oh my gosh! I would definitely. I would. Yeah, I would. That's... I would donate to that GoFundMe. Shut um, up and other, take my money. Other guy, real quick, just want to mention. You said for speed, Chris Busch is another guy that uh, has been oh, pretty yeah. good this year. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he's a factor late in the race and kind of you know gets in the way of a couple playoff guys. You know, hey, RFK, trying to build for the future. Uh, Brad Keselowski's definitely put his uh, vo- void vo- void of vote. Voice of confidence. It's been a long podcast, Adam. Listen, we broke down a lot. His voice of confidence, vote of confidence for Chris Busher in the future. So wouldn't be surprised if Chris Busher looks pretty good here late, too. Yeah, that's a good name. That's an interesting one. Old Christopher Busher. Christopher Busher. Old Christopher Busher. Yeah, um, pretty good breakdown, Bob. I, I think uh, no, no surprises. I think as far as. Uh, understanding how you think about the sport. I don't think any, any of your picks surprised me. The Elliott one, of course, I mean, that surprised everybody, but um, yeah, very excited to see how this whole thing unfolds. I'll tell you that much. I mean, this, this is going to be a great 10 weeks. We just broke down this playoffs for the last 45 minutes or so. And I mean, honestly, Adam, you could, we could re-record this tomorrow night. We would probably have completely different answers. It's that kind of a, a year where, you know, you could go back and forth. You could interchange so many different guys and so many, you could make a case for so many different guys that, you know, it's one of those things we're just going to have to watch and just kind of enjoy the moment because not every year is going to be like this. And with this new car, the unpredictability, I, I'm just trying to take as much in as I can and just enjoy this ride. Cause my friend, you picked a great time to become a NASCAR fan. Yeah. Jumping into the sport. This has been a, uh, this has been a great year for it. Just excited to see how it all shakes out. Um, I don't know, Bob, you got anything, uh, anything interesting that has happened to you in the past week? Anything, uh, anything you want to go off the rails about any, anything? No, I mean, we're just, we're just, we're getting ready for football, Adam. We're getting there. It's uh tomorrow night. The alma mater kicks off Mizzou's back looking forward to getting, uh, broken again this year, you know, seven, eight wins. Hopefully, we'll you see. know, um, <laughs> since knows? we're, since we're talking alma maters, uh, a lot of people listening probably don't know this. Uh, I am a former Division Three All Star, um, and Old Chapman, Division Three Power, um, is taking on Pacific in the home opener at Old Ernie Chapman Stadium in Orange. Uh, How do the so, boys look this year? How do they look? Um, I'm going to be honest with you; I have no idea. Um, Are we going to be only... playing some December ball out in Orange? No. Um, the only, <laughs> the only, uh, the only thing I really do to keep up, uh, with, with the fellas is, uh, we've got a pretty strong meme page, um, for alumni and current players. So the current players are basically responsible for posting memes to keep the old guys in the loop. And they're pretty, this year, they're pretty funny, man. They got some good ones. There was a guy who uh, took his program picture and turned his entire suit jacket inside out. And took the picture. <laughs> so he's wearing an inside-out suit jacket. It's incredible. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think of it. Uh, have you ever seen my program pictures from Chapman, Bob? I don't, I don't think I have. I don't think oh, I have. 
Go ahead and Google them real quick. All right. Well, listen, while I'm Googling this, I would like to make a public proclamation. Bob Owens, if you're listening, you have a free invite to come on Breaking Balls at any point Dude, in time. If, if we were to ever be able to score Bob Owens, um, I, I, don't, I don't even know how he would figure out Zoom. We'd have to go to the office. That's the only thing. We'd have to go into his office to do it. But let Adam me tell O'Shea, you, man. Chapman Athletics. Let's see here. Which year is it? Let me tell you. Those are some <laughs> mutton chops and a stash. <laughs> Folks, if you're listening, let me tell you. Google Adam O'Shea Chapman if you're listening. You're going to get a photo. You Dude, are, is that a Dodger tie? It's a Dodger tie. That is a tie. Dodger's tie. <laughs> So the best part you, about nothing it is, says I crush a twelve pack of cores before I start than this photo. So you have to go to twenty. I can't remember what year was my first year there. Oh no, it's my uh, here. I'll well, send it to you. Oh right Adam, now. don't worry. They haven't updated the bio since twenty fourteen. They never changed it, even like your senior year or anything. You, you like that three sport athlete? Three sport athlete. It's nice, huh? I see. Here, let me let me half, shoot this in there. half sack for three yards. Love that. This is great podcasting, by the way. Let me let me show you this one. This is a good one. We're so gonna much throw... for our playoff preview. So much for our playoff preview. We go off now, the rails. This is what you now, want. We're gonna we're gonna throw uh we're gonna throw the links in the bio to uh, some of these photos. I was going for Ken Bone. Oh remember my the guy who good the guy who showed oh, yes. up. So that was that was Ken Bone first iteration. Now, if we go, I did it better next year. These need to be LinkedIn photos. <laughs> about that oh god oh no they took that one down there was one of these from one of these years dude that i just look yeah they took the photo down oh my goodness there was one of them where i looked like i showed up in like a red sweater it was awesome it was very very cool doesn't but. have the gpa on here but it has a dean's list on on the 2014 years so at a boy we, uh, hey, I, I was i was on the dean's list at a at a junior college which is kind of like you know my division three career it's like being a dwarf amongst midgets but here we are you know like the NCAA says some men go pro in some things other than sports and yeah you know, you, yeah you a, know, the a great example of it the nta please go work for enterprise rent-a-car we'll pick you up <laughs> oh we'll pick you up we'll pick you up uh, yeah, right. Well, we, we were off the rails for a moment there. I, we, we could have gone a lot worse. Trust me. That oh. photo is great. Again, Adam O'Shea Chapman. Google it. You're going to get a great photo. Absolutely. Um, all that being said, I think that puts a nice little bow on old episode number seven for us here. Uh, Bobby, you got anything else? No, I hope uh, hope that anyone that was listening got a little playoff insight. Hopefully they're as excited for the next 10 weeks as I am and you are, Adam, because it's going to be great, my friend. I know that uh, this is your first full playoffs and buddy uh, buckle up because it's going to be a good time hold on to your butts ladies and gentlemen we've got an exciting playoff coming up uh, all right i guess that's it for all episode number seven i'm adam o'shea for my co-host bob perry we'll see you eventually